Now we're approaching game time, so settle back. We'll check the lineups, and you can relax and enjoy a glass of Rheingold Extra Dry. For the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, Dick Schofield will be at second base batting leadoff. Bill Verdon playing center field. He will hit second. Roberto Clemente in right field hitting third. Ted Savage in left field against lefty Al Jackson. He will bat cleanup. Don Clendenin playing first base hitting number five. Bob Bailey at third base hitting number six. Jim Pagliaroni behind the plate hitting seventh. Johnny Logan at shortstop batting eighth. And on the mound in batting ninth, Don Swall. The New York Mets will have Jim Hickman playing center field, leading off. Tim Harkness will be at first base, batting second. Ron Hunt playing second base, batting third. Duke Snyder in right field, batting cleanup. Jesse Gander making his debut for the New York Mets. Jesse behind the plate and hitting number five in the order. Frank Thomas in left field, batting number six. Chico Fernandez playing third base and batting seventh. Al Moran at shortstop, batting eighth. And on the mound and batting ninth, lefty Alvin Jackson. Well, you know, it's mighty pretty this time of the year, and it leaves you with one big impression. Nature is pretty wonderful. Yes, sir, let nature take its course, and things turn out real well. The natural way is generally the best. This is true with beer, too. You know, beer brewed the natural way is more refreshing, and it tastes better. Now, Rain Gold Extra Dry is brewed the natural way. Sure, it's the long, slow, costlier way, but it pays off in taste. A taste that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. And that's why we say that Rain Gold Extra Dry is beer as beer should taste. Now, look, why don't you do the natural thing? Enjoy a tall, foaming glass of Rain Gold Extra Dry and discover the difference that dry makes. You'll be glad you did. Only remember to make it Rangold. Rangold Extra Dry. The umpires in tonight's game, Ed Sudol working behind the plate. Al Foreman will be at first base. Tom Gorman will be at second. And Stan Landis will be at third. Now, here are the New York Mets taking the playing field. Good Saturday night crowd on hand, and they thoroughly enjoyed themselves with the wonderful program that preceded the game tonight on Variety Night in the Polo Grounds. Now, right now, ladies and gentlemen, as Alvin Jackson reaches the mound, here is our national anthem.
the playing of our national anthem will be getting underway with the second of this three-game series between New York and Pittsburgh. In the National League this afternoon, Cal McLeish hurled a three-hitter as the Phillies defeated the Chicago Cubs six to nothing. Bob Buell was the loser. Don Demeter hit two home runs in the game, and Don Hoke also connected for the Phillies as they beat Chicago six to nothing. Tonight, Milwaukee nothing, Houston nothing. They are playing a twinite doubleheader. Denny LaMaster and Don McMahon are pitching in the first game. This afternoon, the Cincinnati Reds tightened up the National League race as Jim Maloney won his 13th of the year, beating the Los Angeles Dodgers 3-1. Don Drysdale was the loser. Big Don now has won 10 and lost 10. The San Francisco Giants down the St. Louis Cardinals 5-3. Billy Pierce winning his third of the year, and Ray Sadecki was the loser. The St. Louis Cardinals, who just a little over a week ago were leading the National League by a game and a half, have now lost seven straight games. In the American League, the Yankees won a slugfest from Cleveland, 11-6. Yogi Berra and Roger Maris homered for New York. Well, Roger, his 19th of the year. Max Alvis, Willie Tasby, and Mike Delahoe's Homeward for Cleveland. Yankees winning 11-6. Al Downing struck out 14 men in seven innings. Chicago at Boston tonight. That'll be Ray Herbert against Dave Moorhead. The Orioles beat the Twins 2-1. McNally the winner and Stigman the loser. And Detroit beat Kansas City 8-4. Bill Fall the winner. Rocco the loser. We're underway here and the first pitch to Schofield is in for a call strike. At the end of eight innings at Washington, the Angels 2 and Washington 2. Ridvick has relieved Stenhouse, Ken McBride hurling for the Angels. Home runs by Phillips and Wagner. Next pitch by Alvin Jackson, inside and low, one ball, one strike. Of the top five teams in the National League this afternoon, the Giants and the Reds won. The other three were beaten. Inside and low, two balls and a strike on the leadoff batter, Dick Schofield. So right now, the Dodgers who come here on Wednesday night lead the National League by two games. Giants in second, two games out. The Cubs three games back. And it's popped up down the first baseline and foul ground. Tim Harkness waiting, makes the cut. St. Louis Cardinals riding a seven-game losing streak now are three-and-a-half games out, and Cincinnati four games out. Now the hitter is Bill Verdon batting at 242. Al Jackson making his second start of the year against Danny Murtaugh's Buck. Little left-hander winds and pitches a strike on the inside corner. Alvin's only other start against Pittsburgh this year. He lost to the Bucks 5-2. Now Jackson out of his windup. In comes his pitch, a swing and a miss. He made him look bad on a curveball in the count strike two. Jackson crank it up with a two-strike delivery. The swung and missed, he struck him out. Oh. 
Fox, nobody on. That brings on Roberto Clemente. Clemente won the opener for Pittsburgh yesterday with a two-run homer in the eighth inning, a drive into the upper deck in right field. Roberto hitting a 310 on the year with seven home runs and 33 runs batted in. Outside and low, it's one ball and no strike. Jesse Gonder, the newest member of the New York Mets, working behind the plate, handling Al Jackson. Jesse wearing number 16, the number previously worn by Sammy Taylor. Next pitch on the way. Curve in the dirt that he swung and missed. One ball and one strike. That curve ball was actually down in the dirt in front of the plate, but Clemente, a bad ball hitter and a good bad ball hitter, tried to get it. And he didn't miss by very much of hitting that ball after it was in the dirt. Now Jackson over the head. Down comes the arm. Under the knees, a ball two. It's two and one. Clemente turned down one of the top fielding plays of the entire season in that game yesterday with a sliding grab to take a base hit away from Chico Fernandez. Pitching two and one. Swing and a miss. Two and two. He spun around like a top. Roberto really takes a big swing. He came up in the eighth inning yesterday, two down and a man on. He was really a determined hitter. First pitch was over his head. He almost jumped off the ground trying to hit it. And before he was through, he hit it in the upper deck with a man on to win the game. 2-2 delivery. Rounded foul down the third baseline beyond the reach of Chico Fernandez. We have a single day game tomorrow starting at 2 o'clock. Hope you're planning to be on hand. Then the break for the All-Star game and the Dodgers series opens on Wednesday night. The Wednesday night game does not appear on your schedule. It is the makeup of the game that was rained out the first time the Dodgers came to New York. First time Walter Alston and the Dodgers came in. It was for a two-game series. Only one game was played. Ground ball passed the mound going up the middle for a base hit. Clemente hit a changeup, a ground single to center field. Now the hitter is Ted Savage playing in left field. Last year was his rookie year, and he was with Philadelphia. Came to the Pirates this winter in the trade for Don Hope. Now Jackson off the stretch. Delivers inside and high. One ball, no strike. Beautiful night for a ball game. Skies mostly clear, very comfortable. Fastball in the outside corner, a strike, one ball, one strike. Now the one-one delivery on the way. Curve in the dirt, Gonder digging it out, and the count, two balls and a strike. Ron Northey on the coaching lines at first, and Frank Osiak, the third base coach for Danny Murtaugh.
Al Moran playing over toward the hole against right-hand hitter Ted Savage. Fernandez protecting the line. Here's the pitch on the way. Ground ball right at Fernandez. He's up with it. Takes the second. The side is out. No runs, one hit. No errors, one left on. The score in the middle of the first. Pirates nothing and New York coming to bat. Well, you know, we get asked a lot of questions about beer, and I guess the one question heard more frequently than any other is, is there really a difference in beer? Well, of course there is. You see, each brewer has certain ideas about brewing. Now, some brewers prefer one hop to another. Some prefer one type of barley malt to another. Take Rheingold. Gathered together at the Rheingold Brewery is the largest staff of brewmasters at any major brewery. They have very definite opinions as to how Rheingold should be brewed. They brew the extra dry way. And that's why Rheingold tastes different from other beers. The extra dry way is long, slow, and costlier. But Rheingold's brewers felt this is the only way to brew beer as beer should taste. That's why Rheingold Extra Dry has a flavor that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. But look, prove it to yourself that there is a difference in beer. Next time, enjoy a tall, cool, refreshing glass of Rheingold Extra Dry. Discover the difference Extra Dry Brewing makes. Now, 25-year-old Don Swall is the pitcher tonight for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He has been sidelined after suffering muscle spasms in his lower back the last time he started. Breaking ball over a call strike. Swall, a good sinker ball pitcher who has a live arm, has won three and lost four. He has not started a game since the 20th of June when he started against Milwaukee and had to come out in the first inning. Off the outside corner, one ball and one strike. He had been scheduled to work against New York last weekend in Pittsburgh, but his back was still bothering him, and they had to pass him up in the pitching rotation. Now Swall over the head. Down comes the arm. Low and outside. Down a six-foot-six-inch right-hander. Not only played baseball in college, but also was a good basketball player playing for Doyle Perry at Oklahoma University down in Norman, Oklahoma. Inside, belt high, it's ball three, three and one to Jim Hickman. Hickman hit a ball a mile in the game yesterday. 3-1 delivery. Foul tipped. He barely got a piece of it. 3-2. He hit a ball so deep to left center field that it first landed on a warning path, bounced high enough so that a fan was able to touch it. And Hickman had a triple on it. Now Don Swall with a 3-2 delivery. Strike recalled, and Jim is caught looking. Number 
the hitter is Tim Harkness. Inside and low to Tim, ball one. pitch on the way, a breaking ball that's over to Harkness, one ball and one strike. Swall, tall right-hander delivers, down low under the knees, ball two. Swall, six foot six, but he comes overhand and pulls that ball down low and he keeps that sinker down around the knees throughout a game. one delivery and it's over a call strike on the inside corner two and two Don Swall came to Pittsburgh along with Jim Pagliaroni in the trade for first baseman Dick Stewart Bucks had the infield around toward right figuring Harkness as a pull hitter against Don Swall 2-2 delivery a high fly ball hit the right center field Bill Verdon ambling back, settles under it, and makes the catch for the out. So two up and two set aside by Swall, and coming on now will be Ron Hunt. Ron hitting a 268 to lead the New York Mets in batting. Actually, Jesse Gonder, who's in the game tonight, making his debut, has a higher batting average. Gonder hitting a 313. Jesse was used primarily as a pinch hitter by Freddie Hutchinson. Because in Johnny Edwards, he has one of the outstanding young receivers in baseball today. Ed Bailey, Johnny Edwards, and Joe Torrey will be the three catchers for the National League in the All-Star Game in Cleveland Tuesday. Here's the windup. Down comes the pitch. A swing and a miss. Rank one. So many pitchers are having good years in the National League that Alvin Dark had to pass over pitchers like Jim Maloney. Off the outside corner, one ball and one strike. Jim Maloney won his 13th game against only three losses this afternoon with a strong seven-hitter. As the Reds beat the league-leading Dodgers 3-1, to one. his bound opponent in the game was Don Drysdale. One and one as Swall delivers a swing and a miss on a breaking ball on the count. One ball and two strikes. Al McBean of Pittsburgh was bypassed. McBean has had an outstanding year. He's won eight and lost only two. And has saved many games since going to the bullpen. But you can't name everybody. The one-two delivery. A foul ball back over our radio booth and out of play. No doubt about it, the National League has a superb pitching cast for the Tuesday All-Star game. Ray Culp of Philadelphia, Larry Jackson of Chicago, Don Drysdale and Sandy Koufax of the Dodgers, Juan Marichal of the Giants, Jim O'Toole of the Reds, Warren Spahn of the Braves, 
and a real Cinderella pitcher, Hal Woodishick of Houston. Bounced foul, no play. Woodishick has been bouncing around for a half a dozen years without really being effective, but suddenly has found himself as a short man in the Houston bullpen. He has won eight games and lost only four. He is certainly writing one of the real Cinderella stories in baseball this year. One-two delivery, fouled again by Ryan Hunt back into the crowd of the upper deck. taken down under the knees, two balls and two strikes. Now the 2-2 delivery. Fly ball to short center field. Bill Verdon ambling in, and he puts it away for the out. Side retired. One, two, three in the last half of the first inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. So at the end of one inning, the score, the Mets nothing and the Pirates nothing. Tomorrow, a single day game between the Mets and the Pirates to wind up the three-game series. Danny Murtaugh will have his former 20-game winner, the Deacon Vernon Law, on the pitching mound. He was very impressive in relief against the New York Mets in the series in Pittsburgh last weekend. And for New York in the game tomorrow, it'll be right-hander Jay Hook. The game tomorrow starting at 2 o'clock, and it winds up the three-game series. Certainly hope you're planning to be on hand for a Sunday afternoon of baseball fun in the polo ground. No game on Monday. Tuesday, the All-Star game in Cleveland. Then Wednesday night, the Los Angeles Dodgers are in, starting a four-game series with a makeup game on Wednesday night, July the 10th. Dodgers right now leading the National League with a margin of two games. Dodgers faltered in the month of April, got away to a slow start, but the last two months they have had the best one-loss record of any team in Major League Baseball. Now the hitter is Don Clendenin as we go to the second inning. Don Clendenin looks for the fastball and it's in there for a call strike. This has been a real fun night with the variety night show starting at 6.30 and the crowd really enjoyed it. Now the pitcher on the way, way outside, one and one to Don Clendenin. The full complement of WABC disc jockeys were on hand, and they certainly are to be congratulated for the outstanding job they did and the good show they presented. The one-one delivery is taken inside by Don Clendenin, two balls and one strike. Sam Holman was here, and so was Herb Oscar Anderson, Charlie Greer, Scott Muni, Big Dan Ingram, Bruce Morrow. Bob Lewis and Bob Dayton. 
and they provided for the good crowd on the polo grounds a top show. Ground ball hit down to third. Chico up with a deep behind the bag. The long peg has him by two running strides. Feature performers here at the ballpark tonight on Variety Night were Chubby Checker, D.D. Sharp, The Essex, The Earls, The Purcell, and Bobby Jay and his runaround. One out and nobody on as Bailey bounces the first one off the plate foul, coming straight back, strike one. Bailey hitting a 228 on the year. Seven home runs and 29 runs batted in. Just two years out of high school, had a big year in Triple A last season. Jackson delivers, and it's over a strike on the outside corner, and he had plenty of zip on that one. Little Al Jackson leads the New York Mets mound staff in strikeouts. Al has averaged about five strikeouts a start. Now the pitcher on the way, a slow grounder down the third baseline. Tough one for Fernandez. Here's the peg. Throws it away over into foul territory. Backing up is Ron Hunt. The throw going to second. They may get him. The flag out at second. Real hustling by Ron Hunt. The off-balance throw by Fernandez sailed wide of Tim Harkness over into foul territory. However, Bailey is out trying to go to second on fine hustling and an accurate throw by Ron Hunt, who retrieved the ball deep in foul territory and rifled a good throw to Al Moran. They had the ball waiting for him. It's going to be scored as an error on Chico Fernandez. I seriously doubt that a real good throw could have gotten the runner, Bob Bailey. The ball was hit so slow down that third baseline. Now the pitch is over for a strike. But it's strictly a matter of judgment and of the judgment of the official scorer. He could have thrown him out, and so an error is charged on Chico Fernandez. Here's the pitch on the way, an off-speed delivery. One ball and one strike. He hit a slow grounder down the third baseline. Bailey is a strong hitter, and they were playing him deep. Fernandez was playing him deep at third. So after a long run, his only hope was just to grab with his bare hand and throw off balance. Outside and high, it's two balls and a strike. Had Bailey not been thrown out at second base, of course, an error should have been scored. And the error is scored because in the opinion of the scorer, a good throw could have nailed it. Three and one the count now on Jim Pagliaroni, right-handed batting catcher. You know, Bob, that Bailey might take that $175,000 he got to sign and buy up the scorer's contract and send him out. Boy, that was a tough one. This is over for our call strike. But... It was a tough play for the official scorer because it was a slow hit ground ball and it's strictly a question of his judgment as to whether or not that real good throw would have been there in time to get Bailey. Bailey runs fairly well. 
3-2 delivery. Long fly ball hit deep to right field. Back goes to Duke. Snyder's there and makes the catch. No runs, no hits. One error and none left on. At the end of an inning and a half, the score of the Pirates, nothing, and the Mets, nothing. Now the home second, and Duke Snyder is up against right-hander Don Swall. Pitched by Swall, a ground ball hit the second. Comes up on a big hop for Dick Schofield. The peg to first is in time for the out. And now Jesse Gonder comes up for the first time wearing the uniform of the New York Mets. Over the first half of the year, the St. Louis Cardinals and Pittsburgh Pirates proved to be the most difficult ball clubs for the New York Mets. Cardinals winning 10 out of 13 over the first half, and the Pirates have taken 9 of 11 games. Jesse Gonder, left-hand batter, takes the pitch high. One ball and no strike. He's had some real big years in the high minor leagues. He led the Coast League in batting last season when he hit 342 and he knocked 116 runs in. Taking a high, it's ball two, two balls and no strikes. Jesse came up through the Yankee organization, later acquired by Cincinnati, and played for the Cincinnati Farm at San Diego last year. Inside and low, ball three. Swall behind him, three and nothing. Three-zero delivery, right in for a call strike. Jesse was taking, and so the count is three and one. delivery. Swing and a miss and the count is full now. Three and two. They are playing a twilight doubleheader in Houston. Braves two and Houston one at the end of three in the first game. Denny LeMaster against Don McMahon. Gene Oliver a two-run homer and Ernie Fazio has homered for Houston. Fazio was the youngster who was signed off the Santa Clara campus about the same time Bob Garibaldi came out. Inside and low it's ball four and Gonder walks. Right now, as Gonder trots down to first base, we'll pause for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, 810 on your dial, where the time is 829 and the temperature is 73 degrees. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kiner and Lindsey Nelson were in the last half of the second. Frank Thomas the batter now. Here's the pitch on the way. Ball one. 
Ralph Frank Thomas has a cut across the bridge of his nose, another in the corner of his eye, and unless you ask him how he got it, I know you could never guess. I'd be afraid to ask. He said he got it on the dinner bell. On the dinner bell? That's what he said. Of course, he's got a lot of kids. He might have to have a dinner bell. Well, he was telling the truth. He did get it on the dinner bell. The dinner bell hangs on the wall, and as he, he forgot about it, and as he started to sit down at the table, he got whacked by the lower part of the dinner bell right across the nose and the eye, and uh, pretty painful. His wife must be a good cook. He was hurrying to get there. 1-1 delivery. A drive hit down the right field line. Clemente running hard toward the line. Dives. Makes a somersaulting catch. Well, for the second time in two days, Roberto Clemente has just come up with a sparkler. He was running at full speed toward the right field line. He had to leave his feet. With a head first dive, he made a glove hand grab and then just completed the somersault and came up with the ball in his glove. He made one equally as good in the game yesterday to rob Chico Fernandez. Now the pitch on the way, and Chico swings and misses strike one. Ralph, uh, which of the two plays do you think was the toughest, the one he made yesterday or the one he just made? Bob, that's awfully hard to answer. They're both great plays. I don't know. I think it's probably a little bit harder going to your left toward the foul line with the ball slicing away, but he'd have to flip a coin. They were a tremendous plays. Foul ball hit back upstairs. Anytime you ask a question like that, it always reminds you of Willie May's wonderful quote when they ask him about a certain catch he's made. He said, I don't compare them, I just catch them. That catch by Gometti must have really rung that dinner bell on Thomas, too. Well, that's enough to make you a little bit unhappy. Two-strike pitch. Ground ball bounced on the right side. A big hop for Schofield. He flips it to Clendenon, and the side is out. No runs, no hits, no errors. One man, Jesse Gonder, left on base at the end of two. The score, the Pirates nothing, and the New York Mets nothing. Fans for the Dodgers series now that opens Wednesday night and continues through Saturday afternoon for the big family day game. Tickets are on sale, as they will be for all future home games this year of the New York Mets. Right here at the advanced sale window at the Polo Grounds, and for your added convenience, two downtown locations in Manhattan, Grand Central Station near the foot of the 42nd and Vanderbilt ramp, and the Long Island waiting room of the Penn Station. Remember, two ticket reservations may be made for all future home games at all the Howard Close stores in the metropolitan area. If it's more convenient for you to get your tickets by mail, simply address your correspondence to Ticket Manager, Polo Grounds, New York 39, New York. You know, baseball and Rheingold make a great team. So pour yourself a tall, cold glass of Rheingold Extra Dry and settle back for the play-by-play -play presented by Ralph Kiner. Thank you, Bob, and hi there, everybody. And Jimmy Pearsall getting a fine hand as he warmed up Al Jackson here at the start of the third. Jimmy put on just a little bit of an act. He has to be in the show, you know. No score in the ballgame. The Pirates won on the hit department, and the Mets have none. Johnny Logan will lead off for Pittsburgh here in the third. He'll be followed by the pitcher, Don Swal, and then back to the leadoff man, Dick Strofield. And the first pitch by Al Jackson, low for ball one. 
Al Jackson on the mound for the New York Mets with a record of six wins and eight losses. And he comes back again, Lowell, for ball two. Two balls, no strikes to Johnny Logan, right-hand batter, batting 226. And the next pitch is hit sharply down the short. A big hop, though, coming up nicely for Al Moran. The throw across in time for out number one. And with one out, the pitcher, Don Swall, comes up to bat. Swall batting 115, three hits and 26 trips. been incapacitated for quite some time with a bad back. His last out was back on June 20th. And he came out of that game even though he's pitching a one-hitter. Here's the pitch to the right-hand batter. A swing and a miss and a hard swing. Strike one. Jackson with a slow curveball picking up the first strike. score in the ball game. The Pirates have left one on. The Mets have also left one on. There's a foul for strike two. All and two as Al Jackson seeks to even up the series. Tomorrow, the final game of the series, game time at two o'clock. And the two strike pitch, a high curve, and again a foul ball. So the cat holds it on to. Mets will have Monday, Tuesday, and the day of Wednesday off. They'll play Wednesday night against the Los Angeles Dodgers. That game is not on your schedule, and it's a makeup game from a rained out game when the Dodgers were in here their first time. They'll finish up with the Dodgers when they play them on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday afternoon. again the two strike pitch and this one is bounced in the dirt blocked by Jesse Gonder no one on and the cat one and two Jesse Gonder catching his first game for the Mets he brings a big bat into the batting order he's always been a fine hitter now at one two Jackson comes back with a curve it tips slowly down the short Al Moran comes in underhands the first in not in time and Tim Harkness is going to argue on the play. And here comes Casey Stengel. He's single now talking to Al Foreman, the first base umpire. A mighty close play at first base. It scored a base hit. Al Moran came in, filled with the ball just in back of the grass in the shortstop position. He had to underhand the first base. Tim Harkness gave it a big stretch. And Harkness thought he had the man, and Casey Single thought he had him. Harkness now back in the argument with Foreman. And now Casey Stengel going back and saying something to Ron Northey at first base. Probably saying that Northey is intimidating the umpire. And Casey gets a nice hand. 
Second base hit for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And with one out, the batter will be Dick Schofield batting for the second time. Dick fouled out his first time up to Harkness. And the first pitch to the right-hand batter is low for ball one. Schofield batting 240, and there's a swing and a miss at a pitch, and the bat sails out of his hand and goes on out to shortstop. There's a very odd thing. Schofield swung at a pitch that was a strike. Usually when you let the bat go, the pitch is out of the strike zone, and you're fooled completely, but he swung right through the pitch and still let go of the bat and went all the way out to just about the dirt part of the infield toward short. Down now, one ball and one strike. Whenever you see a batter let go of the bat, he's usually fooled completely. Now the 1-1 pitch, and there again, the swing and a miss. Jackson with a breaking pitch, now with a count, one ball and two strikes. No score in the ball game, one out, top of the third. Now Jackson sets, ball at first base, and the pitch back, a curveball, line to center field, a base hit. Tim Hickman picks it up, and Swall gets to second base and stays right there. So now two hits in a row, one man out, the batter coming up, Bill Burton, who struck out his first time up. Bill, a left-hand batter, batting 241. Here's the final score. The Red Hot Washington Senators with Gil Hodges as their manager has won their fifth straight. And the first pitch by Al Jackson to Verdon is swung on a miss, strike one. Washington three runs on nine hits. The Los Angeles Angels two runs and four hits. The winning pitcher Klein in relief. He came in the game in the 10th inning and Washington won it for him in the bottom half of the 10th. So Gil Hodges now with five straight wins. Here's the one-strike pitch. It's outside. The slider for ball one. One ball, one strike. Al Jackson with one man out. Now sets and comes back to the plate, and this time he picks up a strike and a curveball. Again, Verdon swinging. The count progressing now to one ball and two strikes in favor of Jackson. The on-deck batter, Roberto Comini in the on-deck circle. Jackson, a long look at the sign. Jesse gone to the catcher. Shaking off the first, now looking again. Runners at first and second. Here's the stretch and the pitch back to the plate. And a bouncing ball hit right back to Jackson. He's going to try for two. He throws the ball away. Schofield now moving on to third and scoring on the play is Don Swall. And the Pittsburgh Pirates on the air by Al Jackson take the lead one to nothing. We will gain. We had a chance for a double play and threw the ball away into center field. Don Swall scored on the play. The Pirates lead one to nothing and going to third base on the throw to center field, Dick Schofield. 
Second error in the ballgame for the New York Mets, and the batter now is Roberto Clemente. Clemente singled the center field his first time up. He is now batting 313. And the pitch to the plate is low for ball one. One ball, no strikes. Jackson with runners at first and third. The infield back. And the pitch back to Gunder is a called strike. The ball dropped by Gunder, but... Rolls only about a foot away in the runner's hole. Larry Bernard now warming up in the bullpen for the Mets. Pirates with two base hits have taken the lead now, one to nothing. Jackson back to work, and there's a ground ball right down to Moran. A good play by Moran. He tags second, goes to first. In time, a double play. Double play number 78 to get Al Jackson out of a jam. In the inning for the Pittsburgh Pirates, one run on two hits. There was one error and one man left on base. And the score at the end of two and one-half innings of play. The Pirates won. The New York Mets, nothing. Well, fans, yesterday's game saw us start the second half of this second great season for the Mets. And you and I, Lindsey Nelson, Bob Murphy, have still got a date for about 80 more Mets broadcasts. And if I were you, well, I'd start stocking up right now with Rheingold Extra Drive. You know, nothing adds quite so much to your enjoyment of the game as settling back and relaxing with a tall, frosty glass of Rheingold. That's because Rheingold is beer as beer should taste. And dry tells you why. Yes, two little words, Extra Dry, Tell you that Ryan Gold is brewed the long, slow, costlier way for a flavor that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. So, next chance you get, why don't you make it a point to open up or order up a bottle or glass of refreshing Ryan Gold Extra Dry? Enjoy it along with the game. A run scored by the Pittsburgh Pirates unearned as they take the lead one to nothing. The Mets coming to bat here in the bottom half of the third. It'll be Al Moran, Al Jackson, and Jim Hickman as we go to work. And on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Don Swall. His record, three wins and four losses. Moran, a right-hand batter who started the double play to get Al Jackson out of the inning. Batting 191. The first pitch is lined to left field, a base hit. Up with the ball, Ted Savage. He fires on in, but Moran holds at first base. The Mets now have the first base into the ball game. Second runner to reach first base. Jesse Gonder walked in the second inning, and now with a time run at first base, Al Jackson will come up.
Jackson, the left-hand batter, batting 194. Al has seven hits so far this year, and he has driven in two runs. Third baseman Bob Benick moving in to look for a bunt. And a throw to first base chases Moran back. No tag made by Don Clendenin. Pirates one, that's nothing. No one out, bottom half of the third. And the pitch to Jackson, butting out in front of the plate, a good bunt, picked up by Bailey. He goes to first base, and Moran moves on down to second on the sacrifice, bunt by Al Jackson. 5-4 if you're scoring on the sacrifice. And with one out, the time run at second base, the batter will be Jim Hickman, who struck out looking his first time up. Jim batting 226. Jim, a right-hand batter, and the first pitch to him by Swall is fouled down off to the left side for strike one. Cookie Lavagetto giving chase and picking the ball up. Fine crowd on hand, and they were entertained prior to the game by the good guys from WABC. A lot of great entertainment out here. Mets so far this year have drawn almost 550,000. There's a bouncing ball of third base. Bailey picks it up, looks at second to hold the runner there, and then fires across for out number two. Two men out, the runner at second base, Al Moran, remaining there, and the batter coming up is Tim Harkness, who flied out to center field his first time up. Tim batting 203. Mets have drawn 549,843 in 34 dates, so crowd here tonight up over 20,000. They'll move on up close to 575. Here's the first pitch to Tim Harkness. A curveball at the knees. Call strike one. back to work and again he's down around the knees this time two though one ball one strike Al Moran at second base the tying run Pirates scored one run in the third unearned Mets now with two out batting in the bottom half of the third strike and Swall back to Harkness and there's a bouncing ball to first. Bad hop dug out by Clendenin and he throws the Swall covering to retire the side. In the inning for the Mets they pick up no runs get their first base hit in the ball game and they leave one man on base and the score at the end of three innings of play the Pittsburgh Pirates one run on three hits. The New York Mets have no runs in one hit. Well, yesterday, Lindsey Nelson and I were talking about the Met yearbook and about how important it is for Mickey Nelson, his wife, around the house, to have it around the house to discuss some of the facts and the figures in the different Met ballplayers. Mickey's quite a fan. And you would have the same advantage if you pick one up because it certainly does have all the information you'd want to know about the different Met players. The Met yearbook is now in its third edition. 
And you can acquire one right here at the Polo Grounds anytime you're in the ballpark. But in case you can't make it to the Polo Grounds for a couple of days or so, you can pick up your Met Yearbook by simply mailing 50 cents to Met Yearbook, Polo Grounds, New York, 39, New York. Send 50 cents to Met's Yearbook, Polo Grounds, New York, 39, New York, and your Met Yearbook will be forthcoming. Three innings behind us, the Pirates in front, one nothing. The batter coming up for the Pittsburgh Pirates will be Ted Savage, the left fielder. He hit into a force play his first time up, and he is batting 214. Savage, a right-hand batter, acquired from the Philadelphia Phils. And the first pitch to Savage by Al Jackson's bounced over the pitcher's mound. A good play by Al Moran. The throw to first base gets the fast man. That was a high bouncing ball right over the pitcher's mound. Al Moran had to go and back a second base to come up with the ball. He got it turned and threw with a good throw. And Savage, who can fly down the line, is out. One out in the fourth, and the batter now will be Don Glendennon. Don bounced the third his first time up. And the first pitch to Glendennon is a fastball, a big swing, and a miss strike one. Well, the National League has changed around again. The Dodgers lost today. They still have a lead. They lead by two games, but San Francisco has replaced St. Louis in second place. St. Louis by losing now third. San Francisco won. There's a base hit in the center field. Glendennon rounds at first base and holds. And the Pirates now have a runner at first with one out. And the batter will be Bob Bailey. Cardinals have lost seven straight now, and they have dropped all the way down to fourth place in the National League. Cincinnati in fifth place. They won today. They're only four games behind. The Cardinals are three and a half in fourth place. And St. Louis now, after being on top, really having their troubles. Here's a throw to first base. Clendenin gets back. No tag made. Little lob throw. Clendenin can run. One out. The batter is Bob Bailey. And there's a swing and a miss at a slow curveball for strike one. Bailey was safe in an error by Chico Fernandez. But then when he tried to go to second base, as the ball went over the top of Harkness's head, he was thrown out by Ron Hunt. Again, a throw to first, but Clendenin with a short lead back. Jackson sets, looks at first, and comes back to the plate with a curve. A call, strike two. Jackson with a strike two count on Bob Bailey. Bailey, a right-hand batter. And again, Jackson goes to first base before pitching home. Again, Clendenin safe. There goes Clendenin. The pitch is high and outside. Here's the throw to second base, and a perfect throw gets the man. 
Jesse Garner with a perfect throw, throw getting Don Clendenin on a head-first fly. Well, Jesse now has had his first chance throwing, and it turned out to be a beauty. Ron Hunt covering that second base for the putout. Garner had a tough throw to handle because the pitch was high and away, and he had to catch the ball and shift around before he threw it, and he made a perfect throw. Here's a pitch by Al Jackson back to the plate. A curveball swung on a miss for strike three. And that retires the side. In the inning for the Pirates, no runs on one hit. There were no errors and no one left. And the score at the end of three and a half innings of play. The Pirates won. New York Mets, nothing. Well, it took a good call by the umpire at second base for the Mets to pick up the out on the attempted steal of second. And right now, here's a chance for you to be the umpire. Picture this Ryan Gold riddle. Runners on first and second with one out. Got it? Okay. Batter lost a high fly toward short. And the umpire correctly calls infield fly. But the ball coming down strikes the front runner standing a few feet off second. How would you rule? Is the runner out? Is the batter out? Well, the answer to this one is that it's a double play. Both the batter and the base runner are out. If the runner had been standing on second, he would have been safe. How'd you do? Well, you can ponder that ruling over a glass or two of refreshing Rheingold. You know, Rheingold just naturally goes with baseball. Goes with all good times because Rheingold has a taste all its own. It's beer as beer should taste. And Dry tells you why. It tells you that Rheingold is brewed the long, slow, costly way for a taste that's brisk and bright and clean clear through. Let's enjoy some right now. fourth inning the Pirates with a one run lead they have the only run in the ball game and coming up now for the Mets batting in the third position in the batting order is Ron Hunt who flied out to center field his first time up he is batting 267 on the mound for Pittsburgh Don Swall he has given up only one base hit that was Al Moran in the third and his first pitch is a call strike Up. He has a short windup and back to the plate. And the pitch is low. Hunt trying to pick up the pitch and butt it down to, toward third, but he held off when he saw the pitch was out of the strike zone. One ball, one strike. It'll be Ron Hunt, Duke Snyder, and Jesse Gonder. Now the right-hander back to Hunt. And a high slider is fouled back on the screen. taking time on the mound now looking out toward the outfield rubbing up the new ball just put in play by home plate umpire Ed Sudol
Don, 25 years of age. Here's the windup in the one-two delivery. Real good slider on the outside corner. Calls strike three. Perfect pitch by Don Swall as he picks up his second strikeout. And with one out, Duke Snyder comes to the bat for the second time. Duke bounced the second his first time up. He's batting 221. have one run and four hits in the game. They have left two men on. The Mets have no runs and one hit and they have left two men on. Duke a left-hand batter and his first pitch. Bounced right through the middle over from second base to Schofield. A fine play. The throw to first base is not in time. And on the play Snyder was called out but then First base umpire Al Foreman single safe as Clendenin did not get on the bag. Clendenin with a long stretch for the throw from second base pulled off of the bag and there could be an error scored in the play. It was a tremendous play by Schofield to make the play to first base. He had to go far to his right. Came up with a bouncer almost in back of second base and threw to first base. The umpire singled out but then singled safe. And it's going to be scored a base hit. And the pitch to Jesse Gunner by Don Small is a ball call. Gunner batting for the second time as a Met walked his first time up, so he has no official record. He was a 313 batter for Cincinnati. Wall now back, and there's a chopper off of the mound. Knocked down by Wall. He falls down, and it's going to go as a base hit. Wall moved back off of the mound, tried to come up with a chopper. He couldn't make it, and now he's having trouble getting up. Coming out is Danny Whalen, the trainer of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Wall, who has had a lot of back trouble, is still on the ground. Base hit by Jesse Gonder, his first as a Met. And the Mets now have runners at first and second base. Wall now up, and he's talking with Danny Whalen. And he's now walking back to the mound, and they're going to ask if he can make it, and it looks as though he can. Danny Murtaugh talking with home plate umpire Ed Sudol, possibly asking for some warm-up pitches for Don Swall. Two infield hits and two men are on. Mets now have three base hits in the game, and the Pirates have four. And while we wait for action to start again, we'll pause for station identification. You're tuned to WGY's Connectedy, your New York Mets station. The time is 9 o'clock, and the temperature is 70 degrees. Ralph Gunner along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from the Polo Ground. Frank Thomas, the batter. The score, 1-0. The Pirates lead, but the Mets have the time run at second base. The go-ahead run at first. Thomas batting for the second time was robbed of an extra base hit by Tremeni in right field. And his first pitch, a called strike.
Strang batting 235. There's a little blooper over short, a base hit. Duke Snyder is coming around from second base. He'll score. Jesse Gunner holds the second base, and the ball game is all tied up. Thomas and a little blooper over the shortstop set. Ball hit right off of the handle and it dropped in for a base hit. And the Mets now have made it a brand new ball game. One to one, the batter is Chico Fernandez. Runners at first and second base. Three hits in a row for the Mets. They now have a total of four. The Pittsburgh Pirates have four. Now up in the bullpen for Pittsburgh, Elroy Faith. Chico Fernandez in the play on at second base, but Gardner gets back ahead of the toss by Don Schwal. Sneaking around in back of Gardner now, the second baseman Schofield on the throw from the pitcher. It was Logan who covered on the first attempt. Now play back in, and the pitch to the plate is it foul down to Cookie Lavagetto. Strike one. Now back to the plate, and a high pop-up is it down toward third base. In foul territory, third baseman Bob Bailey makes the catch for out number two. Runners holding at first and second. Two men out now in the bottom half of the fourth. And Al Moran will come up to bat. Al picked up the first base hit off John Swall, his first time up in the third. Wall now set. Looks at second and comes into the plate. And a foul ball off the plate. Comes off the bat of Al Moran. Strike one. After a strikeout, Duke Snyder beat out a hit to second base. Then Jesse Garner beat out a hit off the pitcher's glove, a high chopper. And Frank Thomas came through to tie it up. Pitch back to Moran, right on the outside corner. Slider for strike two. Still throwing in the bullpen for Pittsburgh. And now Swall at two strikes back to Moran, and he misses outside with a curveball. One ball, two strikes.
Ball again sets and comes back again. And there's a curveball swung on a miss. The bat coming out of the hand of Moran, going right to the pitcher's mound and stopping as Wall jumps over it. The strikeout ends the inning, but the Mets have tied up the ball game by scoring one run on three base hits. There were no errors, and two men were left on. And the score at the end of four innings, the Pirates won, the New York Mets won. Now here to bring you up to date on the scores around in baseball, here is Bob Murphy. Okay, Ralph, this afternoon at Wrigley Field on a three-hitter by Cal McClish and winning his eighth game, the Phillies beat Chicago 6 to nothing. Don Demeter homered twice, and Don Hope connected. The loser was Bob Buell. In the first game of a doubleheader tonight in Houston, at the end of six innings, Milwaukee 2, Houston 1. Denny LeMaster pitching against Don McMahon. Home runs by Gene Oliver and Ernie Fazio. At Los Angeles this afternoon, Jim Maloney won his 13th game on a seven-hitter as the Reds beat the Dodgers and Don Drysdale 3-1. The Giants, with Billy Pierce going all the way, beat St. Louis 5-3 and Ray Sadecki. Cardinals now have dropped seven straight. Charlie James hit two home runs in the game, and Willie McCovey homered for San Francisco to win it in the seventh inning. In the American League, the Yankees won a slugfest from Cleveland, 11-6. Al Downing struck out 14 men in seven innings to win his fourth game of the year. Yogi Berra and Roger Maris homered for New York. Max Alvis, Willie Tasby, and Mike Delahose for Cleveland. Yankees, 11, and Cleveland, 6. Tonight at the end of three, White Sox two and the Red Sox one. Ray Herbert against Dave Moorhead. The Orioles beat Minnesota two to one, McNally winning over Stigman. Washington made it five in a row, beating Los Angeles three to two. Klein the winner in relief and Fowler the loser. Right here we go along now to the fifth inning with Jim Pagliaroni batting against Al Jackson. Jackson out of his windup delivers to Peg a strike on the outside corner. One ball, one strike. The only other game this afternoon, Detroit, on home runs by Norm Cash and Rocky Calavito, beat Kansas City 8-4. Bill Fall the winner and Ed Rocco the loser. Off-speed breaking ball in for a call strike. One ball and two strikes. Game tied one to one, top half of the fifth inning. In comes the pitch from Jackson. Swung on and missed strike three. Gander drops the ball, pegs on down to first, one away. Third strikeout for Al Jackson, hiking his total for the year now to 82. Here's the pitch on the way, and it's over for a call strike. Boy, take a look out of your window at that moon. Huge, big, full moon just coming into view over the roof of the polo ground. Ground ball hits the short. Moran is up with it, throws on the run in time. Logan retired on a ground ball to short. Two outs, nobody on now in the visiting fifth inning, and Don Swall comes up to hit.
Stan batting right-handed. Stan, 6-6. Six, six. He played college baseball for Jack Bayer, a former minor league catcher in the Red Sox organization at the University of Oklahoma. Now he lays up one ball and no strikes. Eddie Fisher, now with the Chicago White Sox, on that same college club. one 0 -oh pitch by Jackson, a foul pop-up toward the crowd. Harkness hoping for a play, going at full speed, and it's just beyond his reach. Tim draped himself over the field box railing, trying to get to it, but it was too far out of his reach. Pittsburgh, one run on four hits, no errors. New York, one run, four hits, and two errors. The 1-1 delivery, down under the knees, two balls and a strike. delivery just outside both Jackson and Gonder thought they had a strike with that one and the count goes to three and one in the day game tomorrow Vernon Law and Jay Hook will be the pitchers game time here on the polo grounds two o'clock then the break for the all-star game the all-star game is Tuesday in Cleveland Jackson behind on the count, the 3-1 pitch, a line drive to right center, a base hit. Jim Hickman uh, tracking the ball down in right center, plays it back in, and Squall now has two for two. Schofield, the leadoff batter. Schofield has fouled out to Tim Harkness and singled to center field. One hit and two times at bat. Dick hitting at 242. He'll probably wind up with more base hits this year than he had in nine previous years in the National League. Pitch for a strike. This is the first time he's had a chance to play regularly. Pitch is swung and missed. Nick Schofield is only 28 years old, but he's already a 10-year veteran in the National League. And in the 10 seasons, he had a total of 160 base hits. This year, he has 76. Swing and a miss. The bat slips out of his hands, goes all the way down to third, and the side is out. Schofield struck out by Jackson. Number four for Alvin Jackson, signed, retired. No runs, one hit, no errors, one left on. So they've come halfway at the end of four and a half innings to score. The Mets won and the Pirates won. In the last half of the fifth inning, Alvin Jackson will lead off against Don Swall. The game tied up one to one. 
In the seventh inning, and Houston, Joe Torrey has homered nobody on. Braves now lead Houston 3-1, to one, batting in the top of the seventh inning. Since the Milwaukee Braves acquired Gene Oliver from St. Louis in the Luber debt deal, the Braves have been playing real well. Their pitching has been strong, led by Warren Spahn. Tony Kleininger and Denny LeMaster have pitched very well. Braves are now playing 500 balls. Wall over the head is pitch thrown to Jackson is fouled back into the crowd. No play. At Fenway Park, Joe Shipley has relieved starter Ray Herbert with Chicago leading the Red Sox two to one and the Red Sox sitting in the last of the fourth inning. Dave Moore had five and five of the year pitching for Johnny Pesky's crew. Lined hard to right center field, a base hit by Alvin Jackson. So Al leads off with a clean hit. A ringing line drive into right field. Base hit number five for the New York Mets. Each team now with five hits. Now Jim Hickman stepping in at the top of the batting order. Jim has taken a call third strike and grounded out third to first. Jim with 31 RBIs leads the New York Mets in that department. Foul ball back upstairs, no play. Now Swall off the stretch delivers. Way outside, backhanded by Jim Pagliaroni. One ball and one strike. Don Swall making his first start in 16 days. He went out of rotation due to a muscle spasm in his lower back. Outside. One ball, one strike. Here's the pitch on the way. Ground ball hit through the hole. A base hit the right field. Jackson, who can run, is going to try for third, and he's slowed up. They're going to get him. He's out. Roberto Clemente with that magnificent throwing arm of his. Jackson got confused on the play. He spun around second, then he held up, and then he broke for third. seriously if he would have made it had he not slowed up going around second because when Roberto Clemente cranks that throwing arm up out in right field you're looking at a, an arm that is as strong as any he fired that ball from right field to Bob Bailey the third baseman the throw came in chest high and Jackson was out by about 10 feet the runner and didn't have a chance to watch Cookie, but Cookie may have been trying to hold him up because of that throwing arm of Roberto Clemente's. At any rate, Jackson, after going around second, slammed on the brakes, then took off again for third. Pitched to Harkness inside of the knees, one ball and no strikes. 
Your only hope on Clemente is that he might make an erratic throw. But when it comes to sheer velocity, throwing power, he has really got it. Down comes the pitch. Foul ball hidden behind Sally Hemus. Roberto Clemente has played a great right field in this series. He turned in an amazing catch yesterday to take a hit away from Fernandez. Early in this game tonight, he robbed Frank Thomas with a remarkable play. Clemente has one of the truly outstanding arms in baseball today. The 1-1 delivery, a towering pop foul. Moving over goes to third baseman Bailey to the warning track. It may go out of reach. It does. It's in the crowd and out of play. One ball, two strikes on Tim Harkness. The game tied one to one. We're in the last half of the fifth inning. his sign. In comes his pitch. Harkness lays off and it's a little bit high. Two and two. Mets with back-to-back base hits off Squall here in the fifth inning, but Jackson was thrown out trying to go from first to third on the hit the right field by Roberto Clemente. The 2-2 delivery, foul ball. He didn't mean to hit it. He was trying to hold up. So the count remains the same. Mets with a good crowd here on this Saturday night variety night game should go up around 570,000 in home attendance. Now the 2-2 pitch. A ground ball hit down to first. Quinn Bennett has it. Swall comes over to cover. It's in time. Moving over to third goes Jim Hickman. two away Hickman on third and the hitter is Ron Hunt. Ron has flied the center and taken a call third strike. Ron with a good rookie year over the first half of the season batting at 266. on the way. Bounce foul, no play. Well, a musical version of the Mets fans are now to be heard from around the ballpark. The bugle starts to blare, the drums are being beat, and the unison cry of let's go Mets as the fans are much alive here on the last of the fifth inning. 
Now the windup pitched by Swall. A ground ball over the pitcher's head. Running hard as Logan. He comes up. He throws. He's out on a very, very close play at first base. Ron Hunt made a head first dive trying to beat it. And it was really close at first base. Side retired. Hunt barely missing getting that tie-breaking run home. So now the little fellow with all the determination gets up and starts to dust himself off. No runs, two hits. No errors, one left on. Five innings complete the score. The Pirates won and the Mets won. The game continues. In the sixth inning, Pittsburgh will have Bill Verdon coming up against lefty Al Jackson. Five inning totals, New York one run, six hits, two errors. Pittsburgh one run, five hits, and no errors. The Bucks have had three left on over five innings, and the Mets have had five stranded. 
one of the field box gates came open, and so Al Foreman comes over to close the gate. Bill Verdon is 0 for 2 in the game. Pitched by Jackson, he tried to hold up and did so in time. One ball and no strikes. Ron Northey and Frank Osiak on the coaching lines as the Bucks get going, trying to get it going here on the top of the sixth inning. Foul ball, back to the crowd, no play. Jackson has struck out four men over the first five innings. The 1-1 delivery. Foul ball. That one hit him on the leg and the count. One ball and two strikes. Well, right after the All-Star break, we'll have excitement aplenty in the polo grounds with the Dodgers coming in for their second visit of the year. Three night games and a day game. The day game will be next Saturday afternoon, July 13th, and it's family day. For that, if you haven't had mom and the whole family out to a ball game, I can't think of a better time than next Saturday when you can do so at a saving. The one-two delivery. Inside, Burden jumping back in the count even. Two balls and two strikes. Pitching two and two. Ground ball hammered foul in front of Ron Northey. Count remains two and two. Roberto Clemente on deck and then Ted Savage. Pitching two and two. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. Number five for Alvin Jackson. Little Al facing the mound, staff, and strikeouts now has found 84 this year. Carl Willie is second with 73. Roger Craig has struck out 72. the pitcher on the way, a fastball right in there, and Roberto just backed away and took it all the way for a call strike. Lamini has had a fabulous series. He won the game yesterday with a two-out, two two-run homer in the eighth inning, and also made a great play in the outfield. Ground ball bounced towards second. Takes a bad hop on Ron Hunt. He can't find the handle, and Lamini is safe. It'll be an error charged on Ron Hunt. Third of the game charged against the New York Mets, and it brings up Ted Savage. Savage, the left fielder, hit into a force play in the opening inning, started by Chico Fernandez. Grounded out to short in the fourth inning, so he is 0 for 2. Now Clemente is the base runner at first, one down in a tie game, top half of the sixth inning. Harkness holding against Clemente. Here's the pitch on the way. A little bit low. One ball and no strikes. Pirates top base dealer Don Clendenin back in the fourth inning tried to 
steal on Jesse Gonder, and Gonder made a perfect throw. Laid it right on top of the cushion to get Clendenin. One out and one on as Alvin Jackson goes into his stretch. Now throw to first, not in time. Here's the pitch on the way. Way outside, a good save by Jesse Gonder. He had the lunge on that one. Two balls and no strikes. Don Clendenin on deck. And then Bob Bailey. delivery. Swung on and foul tipped. Two balls and one strike. The surprise gifts that were handed out here in the polo grounds tonight were hats that defy description. Al Moran over toward the hole at short against Savage. Right hand pull hitter. Ground ball hit toward Moran. He's got it. Takes the hunt. There's one. Now on to Harkness double play. Al Moran had him defense perfectly. The hard grounder hit right to him. And the double play retires the side. No runs, no hits. One error and none left on. Now at the end of five and a half, Pirates one and the Mets one. You know, a really smart hitter tries to look over the pitches until he gets the one that's right for him. Same thing goes for filter cigarette smokers. Look them all over and you'll hit on Viceroy. Because Viceroy tastes the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Now, what do I mean by the taste that's right? Well, if you smoke all seven leading filter brands, you'll find some try to taste like the unfiltered kind and they succeed. Result? Too strong. Others taste too light. They filter all the fun and flavor out of smoking. But Viceroy's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right, fans. Try Viceroy in the exclusive new slide top case. It's crush proof like a box, but it works far easier. It slides right open, slides shut tight. Either way, a familiar soft back or new slide top case, Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Now it's let's go Duke as Duke Snyder leads off the last half of the sixth inning facing Don Swall. Duke has one hit and two times up. Takes the first pitch thrown by his ball out of the strike zone. One ball and no strike. Jesse Gonder on deck and then Frank Thomas. Ball two. As Snyder looks it over and the count goes two balls and no strike. That's trying to beat the Pirates here tonight and gain a split in the first two games of the series. 
A high fly ball at the center field. Fairly short. Coming in. Coming in. Bill Verdon. And he picks it off on the dead run. One out and nobody on. And before Jesse Gonder comes on to hit. Let's pause for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, 810 on your dial, where the time is 932 and the temperature is 68 degrees. Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kiner, last of the sixth inning and the game deadlocked one-to-one. Jesse Gander, playing his first game for New York, has drawn a walk and reached on an infield hit. Jesse hitting a 3.33 on the year. Lays off. It's outside and high. One ball and no strikes. Now Swall over the hip. Down comes his pitch. Drives Gander back from the plate. It's inside. Two balls and no strikes. Last time, Swall started against the Mets here in the polo grounds. He dueled Carl Willey and won the game 2 to nothing. Game was won on a two-run homer in the seventh inning by Jerry Lynch. Fastball in the inside corner, a strike. Two balls and one strike. Playing Gonder as a full batter, the infield deep and around the right. Big swing and a slow grounder hit down towards Sally. Count is even now on Gonder at two and two. two and two. Ball three is outside. Full count three and two on Gunder. Swall has worked very cautiously to Jesse Gunder. He gave a walk to him in the second, then Jesse got the infield hit in the fourth inning. Walk was the only one that he has given up. A ground ball bounced past the mound, a base hit going to center field. Gunder takes the turn and he's on. He's now two for two with a walk. Hit number seven for New York. They have out hit the Pirates seven to five. The game is tied one to one. Frank Thomas was robbed of a hit on a tremendous fielding play by Roberto Clemente, and he singled the left center, driving in the Mets' only run in the fourth inning. Bounced foul. He went after a breaking pitch and a count strike one. Diego Fernandez is the on-deck batter. One out and one on. Ground ball hit through the hole. A base hit to left field. Gander around second. He's going to try for third. The ball gets by the left fielder, Ted Savage. Gander's around third scoring. Thomas trying for third. They may get him. He's out sliding in at third. Thomas is out sliding in to third. The ball got through. The left fielder, Ted Savage, had to be run down. Bailey handled the throw and made the tag as the throw came through from the left fielder, Ted Savage. 
The Mets are out in front, two to one. It will be scored as a single. An error is charged on Ted Savage, which enables Gounder to score. He went from first to third on the hit. Came in to score when the ball got through Savage for an error. Thomas trying to go from first to third after the ball got by Savage. Is thrown out at third. The play going from Savage to Bob Bailey. Fernandez is up two down and nobody on and wafts the ball foul to the right. No play. Mets now lead two to one. We're in the last half of the sixth inning. Say right now, light up a Viceroy and find out what we mean when we say a Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Slider over on the outside corner. He held up on the swing, but it was over. And now he asked umpire Eddie Sudall about it. A two-strike count. Now the breaking ball in the dirt is taken on the count. One ball and two strikes. Next Saturday, the Mets will be at home. It'll be an afternoon game. The Dodgers will be here, and it'll be family day. Now Squall over the head. His pitch thrown outside of the knees, and the count even. Two balls and two strikes. Even count on Chico, two and two. Mets have a run in here in their half of the sixth inning, and they lead two to one. Right-hander Don Swall delivers, and it's fouled right straight back into the screen. No play. Al Moran waiting on deck. Defensively, we've had the extremes in this ball game. We've had some outstanding plays made in the field. But also, there have been four errors in the game. Three charged to New York and one to Pittsburgh. Pitching two and two. A high pop-up on the left side of the infield. Bob Bailey on the skin of the path is under it and makes the grab. The side is out. In the sixth inning, one run, two hits, one error, and none left on. The run will be unearned. Now six innings complete the score. The Mets two and the Pirates one. Well, tonight we've had a big variety night, and the crowd really enjoyed it. A real fun day coming up next Saturday, and Lindsey Nelson will tell you all about it. All right, Bob Murphy, next Saturday it'll be the Los Angeles Dodgers in here to lead to meet the New York Mets, and the Dodgers, of course, right now are on top in the National League standings, but... Next Saturday afternoon will be family day. Dad pays $1.30 for a grandstand ticket, and then Mom and all the kids pay 50 cents each 
Before the regular ball game, there'll be a two-inning father and son game. The sons of Met players and announcers participating. And uh, they'll be in little Met uniforms with the numbers on their back corresponding to the numbers that their dads wear. Reggie Jackson, who was one of the stars of last year's game, Frank and Peter Thomas, Kevin and Kurt Snyder, Mike and Scott Kiner, Brian Murphy, Richie Willie, Wes Cook, many others, next Saturday afternoon. top of the seventh, it is Don Clendon up to lead off for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Left-hander Al Jackson with the pitch swung on, and there's a high pop fly down the right field line carrying foul into the upper deck. So it is strike one to Clendon. Took that one to the opposite field. Actually just popped it way up there, but it carried on uh, over into foul territory and into the upper deck. Glenn Dunnan is one for two tonight. The Mets are leading now by a score of two to one. Swing at him is. Strike two. The Mets have had two runners thrown out at third base tonight. Alberto Clemente threw Jackson out at third, and Savage threw Thomas out at third. That's a little high for a ball. It's one and two. Bob Bailey is on deck for the Pirates. Both starting pitchers are still in the ball game. Fine turnout this Saturday night for the first Saturday night game of the season. Here's a one-two pitch. He pulled the string and he fouled it off. One and two the count. of entertainment before the start of this ballgame tonight, and the crowd got right into the swing of things so that by the time the ballgame began, they were all ready for all sorts of action. Here's a one-two pitch. Swung on and missed the strikeout for Jackson. That is number six for Al. One away, nobody on in the seventh inning, and Bob Bailey's coming up. He's been on on an error and struck out swinging. Mets and the Pirates here tomorrow afternoon, and that's the last game before the All-Star break. Monday is an off day. The All-Star game, of course, is played Tuesday in Cleveland. Pitches in there for a called strike. In recent years, we have had two All-Star games each summer since 1959, but we're back to one. Jackson again with the pitch to the right-hand batter, and it misses. For a ball, it's one and one. Last Saturday night, the Mets were in Pittsburgh. And the Pirates had what was called a hootenanny on Saturday night. However, the Mets uh, surpassed him a little in that department tonight. Here's a swing and a drive to right on a let-up pitch. Going to roll to the wall, and Snyder takes it off the wall. Bailey on the way to second to throw to second. And he is out at second base. Duke Snyder's throw right on the money to Al Moran, who put it on him. 
So Bailey is credited with a single to right before being thrown out 9-6 to six if you're scoring. And that brings up catcher Jim Pagliaroni with two men out and nobody on. The Mets leading by a score of 2-1. to one. And a ball like that to right field in the polo grounds, all the outfielder can do is just wait for it to ricochet off the wall, and that's what Snyder did. Pitch is low for a ball. Because the ball will get to you quicker than you can get to it off the walls in the polo grounds. The idea is to get into position to get it coming off the wall. That pitch is low, and it's 2-0. and oh. Again, starts the motion. Here's 2-0 pitch. And it's in there for a call strike. 2-1. and one. We'll be on the air tomorrow afternoon at 1.55 p.m. New York time. Johnny Logan is kneeling on deck. And here's the pitch. It's in there for a call strike. As Sally Aroni now is questioning the call of Ed Tudor. Well, he only started to swing and held up and took the call strike. Sudol now comes around to brush off the plate. It's a count of two and two. And Jackson with the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and fouled off. So he is still alive with a 2-2 count. Here is the official paid attendance here on Variety Night for the first Saturday night game of the season at the Polo Grounds. 22,698. Service and press, 823. Total in the ballpark, 23,521. And the 2-2 pitch. Low, bounce on by. No harm done there, no base runners, but the count has run out full now to Pagliaroni. And the total home attendance for the Mets this season, total attendance paid in 35 home dates, 572,541, approaching the 600,000 mark. This is before the All-Star break. Now the payoff pitch, one on, line deep to left, and Thomas is back there, and he makes the catch. So in the top of the seventh, the Pirates got no runs on one hit, no errors, and none left at the end of six and a half innings. It's the next two and the Pirates run. Well, well, here it is, seventh inning. You know what that calls for, Ralph Kiner. Well, Lindsay, I guess you'd have to say tonight it might call for a little rock and roll, but actually it does still call for the good old seventh inning stretch. You know what that calls for. Well, I sure do, and those rock and rollers, they stretched out pretty good tonight, but... Most any time like this calls for fine cold Ryan Gold. Ryan Gold extra dry. It makes any wonderful day just a little bit more wonderful. That figures, of course, because Ryan Gold is the dry beer. Yes, two little words. Extra dry tell you why Ryan Gold is the happy choice of millions. Extra dry tells you Ryan Gold is brewed the long, slow, costlier way to taste brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Ryan Gold is beer as beer should taste. That's why millions say. My beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. So, why not join them? Enjoy a tall, refreshing glass of Rheingold right now as we bring you more of the baseball action, and here's Lindsay. 
We'll be going now to the bottom half of the seventh inning, and the New York Mets will send up Al Moran, the shortstop. The face right-handed Don Schwal is started and is still in there for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Ram single in the third inning, struck out in the fourth. A big Saturday night crowd in the polo ground, and they've had a ball. They came to enjoy themselves, and they have done just that. Don Schwal looks in to get a sign from Jim Pagliaroni. Here is the pitch. Swung on and missed for strike one. There is action in the Met bullpen. Here's the pitch low for a ball. It's one and one. Don Rowe is up and throwing now in the bullpen for the Met. the crowd starts the cry of let's go Mets. The 1-1 one, one pitch is blowing away for ball two. It's two and one. We're in the bottom half of the seventh inning and the Mets are leading by a score of two to one. Here's a swing and a fly ball down the right field line. Over is Clemente in foul territory, and he makes the catch for the out. Roberto Clemente going right down into the corner where the fans jut out in right field in foul territory, going full speed down there to make the grab. So there's one away. And Al Jackson is due up for the Mets, and here he comes out of the dugout, hustling out. And coming on up, he has sacrificed and single, and he's getting a hand. Strung one out into right field at the bottom half of the fifth inning. Don Schwal, tall fellow, leans way over now to get the sign. Has it. Pitch is swung on. Has a ground ball. Joey second. Schofield has it. Plays to Clendon and two away. That brings up Jim Hickman. He's one for three, executed the hit and run in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Jackson moved on to second, tried to go to third on that play, and Clemente threw him out. Howard scored first tonight, got a run in the third. The Mets got a run in the bottom of the fourth to tie, and a run in the bottom of the sixth to go ahead, two to one. Now, Hickman has asked that umpire Ed Sudall examine the baseball. He's doing that, rubbing it up a little bit and leaving it in play. We came up on the subway tonight from Manhattan, from downtown Manhattan, and uh, a lot of the banner carriers were on the subway with the banners folded up underneath their arms on the way to the ball game. Here's a pitch in there for a call strike. Two away, nobody on base. Jim Hickman at the plate. Uh, 
Here's a swing and a blue back at second, but Schofield's back there on the outfield grass, and he makes the catch. And the bottom of the seventh. The Mets got no runs on, no hits, no errors, and none left. And at the end of seven innings, it's the Mets two and the Pirates one. Now let's take a look at scores of other games around the majors today. The Philadelphia Phillies defeated the Chicago Cubs, shut them out 6-0. Cal McLeish won his eighth game of the season against four losses. Bob Buell took the loss. Don Demeter hit two homers, and Don Hoke hit one for the Phillies. In the first game of a twinighter, the Milwaukee Braves defeated the Houston Colts 45-7-1. Denville Lamaster, the winner, he's won five and lost four. Don McMahon started, took the loss. Don Nottabard relieved him in the eighth inning. Oliver Homer, Fazio Homer, Torrey Homer, and Crandall Homer. They'll play another one uh, in Houston. Cincinnati Reds this afternoon defeated the league-leading Dodgers 3-1. Maloney got his 13th win against three losses. Don Drysdale took the loss. He's 10-10. Paranowski in the ninth. And the Giants beat the Cardinals 5-3. Seven straight losses for St. Louis. Sadecki the losing pitcher, and Pierce won it. He's won three and lost five. Charlie James hit two home runs, and McCovey hit one. The American League, the Yankees beat Cleveland 11-6. Downing the winner, Latman the loser. American League record was broken. A major League record tied for strikeouts by two teams in one game, 25 in a nine-inning game. Downing had 14, Runoff had one, and the Cleveland pitching staff had 10. Berra hit his 354th home run in that ball game. Maris hit his 19th of this season. Alvis, Tasby, and Delahoe is homered. Going into the bottom half of the sixth inning, the Red Sox five, the White Sox two. Herbert for Chicago, Shipley in the fourth, Bauman in the fifth, Moorhead for Boston. Right here, we're going to the top half of the eighth inning. Johnny Logan is at the plate, and here's Jackson's pitch swung on. A ground ball is short. And it's going on through the legs of Al Moran and out into left field for a base hit. Uh, not for a base hit, but for uh, an error charged against Moran, and Logan is on as a base runner. Actually, Moran tried to rock back about a half step on that one, and it was fatal. And it went right through his legs and on out into left. And now Mazeroski is going to come up here as a pinch hitter for Don Schwal. Bill Mazeroski has been troubled uh, with an injured leg, but he's coming up now as a pinch hitter. The bat for Don Schwal as Harvey Haddock goes to work in the bullpen for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Logan on on the error by shortstop Al Moran. Mazeroski's being announced. Mazeroski was selected by the players for the National League All-Star team, but declined to play because of the leg. Here's a swing and a bloop into short center. Could be trouble. Hickman coming fast. Nobody can get it. On the way to third is Johnny Logan. Picked up. Nobody's covering second, and Mazeroski goes to second. So the little Texas leaguer dropped in. As Hickman came in, Hutt went out. Moran went out. Nobody covered second base. And it is a double for Mazeroski. Now we're going to get a runner. Looks like Willie Stargell, who is coming on to run for Mazeroski, and he is taking over at second base. As the Pittsburgh Pirates have runners at second and third with nobody out, and Schofield coming up. So suddenly the Pittsburgh Pirates have the Mets in trouble here in the top half of the eighth inning. The Mets have a one-run lead, but the Pirates have two runners in scoring position, and there is nobody out. Schofield is a switch hitter. He's batting right. He's been up three times tonight. He has one hit.
Jackson looking in now to get a sign from Jesse Gunder. Goes to work straight away. Here is a pitch low for ball one. That's how the left side of the infield in. Not playing medium depth at second base, and Harkness even with the bag at first. Time call for a moment. It's Frank Osiak, the coach at third. Wants to have a word with Johnny Logan, the base runner there. Willie Stargell, base runner at second. Jackson, into the motion. And it's fired low. It's 2-0 and now. The Mets have a one-run lead. Waggles about as he waits. Now Jackson with the 2-0 pitch. Swung on. It's a foul ball to the right side, but it's out of play. Into the stand. The count is two balls and one strike. Now to Schofield. Bill Verdon waiting on deck for the power. Little Al Jackson in a tough spot here in the eighth inning. up and throwing now along with Don Rowe in the Met bullpen. Here is Jackson's 2-1 pitch. Low. Three balls and one strike to Dick Schofield. Jackson takes a moment, takes off the glove, rubs up the ball. Looks in to get his sign from Jesse Gunder. Here is a 3-1 pitch. It's in there for a call. Strike two. A full count to Schofield with runners at second and third. Nobody out. Johnny Logan leads down the line at third. Willie Stargell leads off the bag at second. Now here is the 3-2 pitch. Swung on, land into center for a base hit. Logan comes on to score. Hickman takes it on a high hop, and here is the throw coming in. Stargell is holding up and moving on to second. Now it's Schofield. No throw on him. So Stargell is at third. Schofield is at second. One run in. The score is tied 2-2. So Dick Schofield gets a single to center, a run batted in, scoring Logan, and he moved on to second on the throw it throw to the plate. And Braden's coming up. Braden is nothing for three tonight. Still nobody out for the Pirates. Batting here in the top half of the eighth inning. Mets, of course, have to continue to play infield in. Here is the pitch to the left-hand batter. Swing and a miss, it's strike one. The Pirates have two runs on eight hits. The Mets have two runs on eight hits. But the Mets have committed four errors in tonight's ballgame. There's a pitch ball, and it's going deep to right field, way back, going, going, and it is gone for a home run. For Bill Verdon, a three-run homer. 
way down toward the bullpen area into the lower deck and Casey Single is on his way to the mound. As the Pittsburgh Pirates go out in front by a score of 5-2, to two, Bill Burton got a hold of that one. It is his fourth home run of this season. Single is looking down toward the bullpen area. going to get a pitching change. That will be all for Al Jackson. Larry Bernard is making the walk in from the bullpen to make his 28th game appearance. He has pitched 49 in the third innings. He has allowed 27 runs on 45 hits. He has an earned run average of 3.30. He has struck out 19 and walked 22. He has won two and lost three. And as Bernard comes on, in order to allow our stations to identify themselves, we pause for station identification. You are tuned to WGY Schenectady, your New York Met station. The time is 10 o'clock and the temperature is 67 degrees. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Tanner and Bob Murphy at the polo ground. Al Jackson has left them out, and he's on the way to the clubhouse in center field. Jackson having pitched seven innings and retired nobody so far in the eighth. He is allowed five runs on nine hits. He has struck out six and walked none. Bernard will be pitching to Roberto Clemente. Nobody out. And as Bernard warms up, we'll take a look at the American League scores we had started giving you a moment ago. This afternoon, the Baltimore Orioles defeated the Minnesota Twins 2-1. McNally the winner with help from Miller in the eighth and Sigmund the loser. The Washington Senators... Managed by Gil Hodges, won their fifth straight great game today, defeating the Los Angeles Angels 3-2. to two. Ronnie Klein, the winner. It was a tennis contest. Hart Fowler was the loser. Leon Wagner hit his 20th home run of the year. The Detroit Tigers beat the Kansas City A's 8-4, as Bill Fall was the winner, and Ed Rocco was the loser. Calavita, Cash, and Alusic had home runs in that ball game. Clemente steps into the batter's box. The Pirates are leading by a score of 5-2. Bernard with the pitch. And it's low for ball one. And this pitch is swung on and fouled off to the right side and out of play. One and one. Pitch breaks low. Two balls and one strike now to Clemente. 
Well, opening up this inning. Jackson got Logan to hit the ball on the ground, but the error committed by shortstop Al Moran got him on base. Here's a broken bat ground ball going to the left side. Slowed up by pitcher Bernard, and the throw on by Fernandez is not in time. So it is a base hit for Clemente. Broken bat roller to the left side. And Bernard tried to backhand and just slowed it up a little bit. So that Fernandez came on across and handled it cleanly, but not in time to get the speedy Clemente. It's is Ted Savage, the right-hand batter coming up now. He's been up three times without a hit. Still nobody off for the Pirates, batting in the top half of the eighth inning. They have four runs in this inning so far. That's in there for a call strike as he bluffed the bunt, and that brought Harkness in from first and Fernandez in from third. Galen Sisko is up and throwing in the bullpen for the Mets now. Nice pitch. Low as again Savage shortened up as though to bunt. One and one to count. Clemente leads at first base. Here's a pitch in there for a call strike. One and two the count. Don Clendon is waiting on deck. Pitch is low for ball. It's two and two. First base, it's not in time as Clemente gets back safely. Pitch misses outside. Goes full now. Three and two to Ted Savage. Savage drops the bat as he was waggling it there. Pitch down to pick it up now. Get settled again in the batter's box. Clemente takes his lead, and he's running. The pitch is low, and he walked him, so there's no play on Clemente, of course. And Savage goes to first for the base on balls. That is the first walk issued to the Pirates tonight. With runners at first and second, still nobody out. Don Clendenin's coming up. He is one for three tonight. The Pirates five, and the Mets two in the top of the eighth. the ball foul right off the plate and it's strike one manager Danny Murtaugh of the Pirates with the sacrifice on trying to move runners on up in the scoring position after the all-star break it'll be the Dodgers the Colt 45s and the Giants in that order coming into the polo ground. 
This is low. It's blocked by Gandhi. Picks it up. And now can't find the handle and both runners move up. Gandhi moved way out. Blocked it. It's a wild pitch. Charged against Bernard. And when he reached for it the second time, Gandhi couldn't pick it up, but it's a wild pitch. So it is Committee on third, Savage at second. Still nobody out. The count of one and one. Two down, Clint Dunn. Here's a fly ball to right field, and this could be trouble. It'll be a long run, and Hunt goes out and can't get it. It falls in. One run is scored. Here is a throw to second, and two runs have scored. Holding up at second is Clint Dunnan. So scored as a double for Don Clendenin, driving in two runs. Both charged against Bernard, and the Pirates lead by a score of 7-2. to two. That was a Texas League, and right Snyder, of course, had the long run, couldn't get to it. Hunt did get almost to it and dive for it, but couldn't handle it. At third base, Clemente had held up, waiting to see whether or not the ball would be caught, and Savage had come on, so they crossed the plate in tandem. And actually, neither had crossed the plate when the throw went to second base on Don Clendenin. Now Bailey is up, and here is a pitch that's in there for a called strike one to Bob Bailey. Still nobody out for the Pirates, and Bailey is the eighth man to come up for them here in the top half of the eighth inning. Pirates have scored six runs in this inning. That pitch is outside for ball. Bailey asked that Ed Sudol examine the ball. This is a thing done a great deal by rookies in the major league. A batter is entitled to ask that the ball be examined. And I don't recall Bailey ever having come up that he didn't ask that the ball be examined. That pitch is low for ball. It's two and one. Galen Sisko is still throwing in the Met bullpen. Here's a ball bunny down third baseline. Fernandez bare hands it, throws on, but not in time. It's a base hit, and Clendon moves on to third. A butt base hit for Bob Bailey. He was not trying to sacrifice. He was trying to accomplish just what he did, and this is Pagliaroni coming up now. As pitching records are concerned, the benefactor of this outburst is Don, outburst is Don Schwal, who was removed for pinch hitter Bill Mazeroski. Pagliaroni is the ninth man to come up in this inning, and still there's nobody out. That pitch is in there for a call strike. And Dunnan is the runner at third. Bailey is the runner at first. Here's a swing and a slice foul ball into the upper deck and right. Two strike count to Pagliaroni. Bernard 
checks them and deals. And the pitch is a little low. It's one ball and two strikes. First and third. Pitch is swung and has a foul ball coming back. No play. Gonda has the mask off. Comes halfway and holds up. Count holds at one and two to Pagliaroni. A ground ball to third, taken by Fernandez. Play to the plate, and it's high, and he scores. As Clendenin slid across the plate, the throw to Gondel was high, and he had the one handed going up, and he had to pull it down. Another run across the plate. Runners at first and second now. Still nobody out. There is an error scored on the play. So it would be fielder's choice and error five if you're scoring. No run batted in on the play. All right, lead by a score of eight to two. Johnny Logan up for his second time. The pitch is low. He shortened up as though to bunt. Runners at first and second. Still nobody out. Logan up for his second time. He started all of this with a ground ball on which Al Moran committed an error to open the inning. Abenard checks. And he butts and misses. It is one and one. On deck is Willie Stargell. You'll recall that Mazeroski batted for Schwal, and then Stargell ran for Maz. So it is Stargell who is in the lineup at this moment. Pitch is bunted, and it's taken by Harkness, and he goes to hunt it first. And that is the first out of the inning, and listen to the crowd. The sacrifice executed by Logan as it went Harkness to hunt, runners moving up. Bailey to third, and Pagliarona to second. And this is Stargell coming up for his first time in the game since he was a runner previously. Let's have the infield in and now they drop it back. They're trailing by a score of 8-2. Here's a swing and a foul ball to the left side and out of play. Over the rooftop and out of sight into the darkness of night. Stargell is a left-hand batter. With an average of 222, five home runs and 23 runs batted in. Now, Bernard's pitch is high for a ball. The Pirates have scored seven runs here in the eighth inning. The highest number of runs scored against the Mets this year, 10 by the Chicago Cubs here at the Polo Grounds. Pitch to Sturgill, misses outside. 
two and one. Runners leading at second and third. Two one pitch. Misses outside and it's three balls and one strike. Dick Schofield is on deck now for Pittsburgh with one man out. Pirates batted completely around before anybody was out. Larry Bernard with the pitch. It's low and he walked him and the bases are loaded. Second walk issued by Bernard. Jackson walked none during his tenure tonight. Manager Casey Singler is in the dugout with his foot up on the top step looking out onto the field. Schofield, a switch hitter, comes around out about left, of course, against right-handed Bernard. He's been batting right previously. It's still Harvey Haddock throwing in the bullpen for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Schofield is low for a ball. It's 1-0. Pitch is low for a ball. It's 2-1. All right, have seven runs on six hits in this inning. There have been two met errors. A wild pitch. Two walks. Runners leading, first, second, and third. The 2-1 pitch. In there for a call, strike two. It's two and two. Schofield turned, walked out of the batter's box, and now comes back in. Bill Verdon's on deck. He had a three-run homer earlier this evening. In there for a call strike three, and Schofield throws the bat down, and he is thrown out of the ball game. Schofield is out of the game. Now Sudol takes the mask off and points toward the dugout, and Schofield still is arguing. Now Danny Murtaugh comes out of the dugout. That is a strikeout for Bernard. Two men out. The Pirates are leading by a score of 8-2 and still batting with two men out in the top half of the eighth inning. The bases still are loaded for the Pirates. And Burton is up. working straight away in this bases loaded situation. Here's a swing and a foul ball back at third. Fernandez gives chase, has a play, makes the catch on the winding track. The side is retired. In the top half of the eighth inning, the Pittsburgh Pirates got seven runs on six hits, two met errors, three Pirates left, and at the end of seven and a half innings, it is the Pirates, eight to Mets, two in the place of Schofield. Fran, of course, is a catcher by trade, but he's playing second base, and Harvey Haddock is the pitcher. 
The kitten is one and nothing against the Mets this season, making his 25th appearance. He's had only one start. That was against the Mets. Maddox has a season's record of two victories and three losses. The New York Mets are scheduled to send up Tim Harkness, Ron Hunt, and Duke Snyder here in the bottom of the eighth. Ronnie Brand will bat number nine, and Harvey Haddix will bat number one in the batting order of the Pirates in case you're keeping a scorecard. This is Tim Harkness coming up now for the New York Mets. And up three times without a hit. Left-hand batter. The left-hand pitcher. Whips it inside for ball one. And the crowd starting a cry of, let's go Mets. Swing and a miss. It's one and one. The Pirates have eight runs on 12 hits. The Mets have two runs on eight hits. This pitch is low for a ball. It's two and one. Dick Schofield wasted no time in getting thrown out of the ball game. The first thing he did was throw that bat down, and that's a good way to start if you want to leave. Here's a pitch inside for a ball. It's three and one. Ron Hunt kneeling on deck. Mets were sailing along in fine style for seven innings, leading by a score of two to one before the roof fell in there in the top of the eighth. This pitch is tight, and Harkness is on with a walk. Now Ron Hunt coming up. Been up three times without a hit. Hunt is batting 265 right now. You know, millions say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. How about you? Right now, why not open up or order up a Rheingold Extra Dry? Comes set. Checks the runner. Here's the pitch. Swung on and has a drive deep to center. And he's sending Burton way back. And this is over his head and going almost to the monument in center field. Moving on to third base is Harkness. And at second is Ron Hutt. Burton did manage to get a glove on the ball. And Harkness had to hold up to see whether or not the catch could be made. That ball driven more than 450 feet on the fly to straightaway center field. And with his back to the grandstand, Bill Verdon went straight back. He got a glove on it, but then the ball rolled almost to the monument in center field where it says 475 feet. We're going to get Cliff Cook coming up here now to bat for Duke Snyder. Right-hand batter Cliff Cook. Batting for Duke Snyder with left-hander Harvey Haddock on the mound. Score that as a double for Hutt. Moving Harkness to third with nobody out. Al McBean is up and throwing in the Pirates bullpen. Left-hander Harvey Haddock with the pitch to Cook. Taking low for ball one. Left-hand batter, Duke Snyder. 
Removed in favor of right-hand batter Cliff Cook here in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Swing on a miss. 1-1 is the count to Cook. Jesse Gunder is swinging bats on deck now for the Mets as they try to get a rally started here at the bottom of the eighth. Works straight away. Here's a play and a high pop. Back to second. Being chased out there by Ronnie Brown. He waves everybody away. Ronnie Brown makes the catch. Harkness tags. Comes down the line a few steps, but Brown doesn't throw. He just uh, runs the ball right on back to the infield. So there's no advance. Runners at second and third. One man out and Jesse Gondier coming up. Gunder is two for two in a walk in his debut performance for the New York Mets. Gunder's batting average right now is 353 for the season. The left-hand batter. Runner second and third, one man out. The Pirates leading 8-2. There's a fastball low and away for ball one. Jan Addicts is getting the sign. the umpire that he chopped at the ball. As Gondis started the swing, held up, but Ed Sudol said that he took a chop at it, so it's one and one. Frank Thomas is on deck for the Mets here. Pitch was not in the strike zone, but uh, Sudol said that he took a chop swing. Here's a check swing foul ball into the Pirate dugout. Trainer Danny Whalen is upended. As Jerry Lynch was tucking to get out of way of the ball, and so Lynch came off the bench, and Whalen was upended in the dugout. One ball and two strikes to Jesse Gunder at the plate. One man out. the pitch. He struck him out. So Gonder is out swinging. That is the first strike out to Haddock. And will bring up Frank Thomas. Out of 22,698 paid here on Variety Night. That is a very excellent turnout for a holiday weekend. Two men out. Harvey Haddock with the pitch, and it's fired low for a ball. Pittsburgh Pirates, eight runs, 12 hits, one error. The Mets, two runs, nine hits, five errors. Waits and takes low, and the ball rolls away, and Harkness is coming home. And 
moves on to third. The ball ricocheted off the shoe and shin guard. Tony scores a wild pitch choice against Haddock. And it is now the Pirates' eighth to Mets' three. Starting play tonight in the National League, the Dodgers were on top, and the Giants were in second place. Two games out. Swung on as a ground ball to third. Bailey on a big hop. Guns it across in time. And the side is retired. Collins grounding out, third to first. And the bottom of the eighth, the Mets got one run on one hit. No Pirate errors and one Met left. And at the end of eight, it is the Pirates' eighth to Mets' three. Cliff Cook is staying in the ballgame now in place of Strider and right field for the Mets. Larry Benares is still the pitcher. In the top of the ninth, it'll be Roberto Clemente coming up for the Pirates. As the Pirates take an 8-3 lead into the ninth inning of this game. League. The Boston Red Sox have defeated the Chicago White Sox 6-2 tonight. Dave Moore had the winner and Ray Herbert the loser. Clemente swings and misses for strike one. But our pitch way outside and low and comes on back. It's 1-1. Clemente is 2-4. He's been on base three times tonight. As a swing and a drive deep to right. Way back. Going, going, and it's gone for a Clemente home run into the lower deck in right field. For Roberto Clemente, it's number eight of this season. It is the second pirate home run of the evening. And it puts them out in front by a score of nine to three. Nobody out in the top of the ninth. Ted Savage is coming up now. That home run off and off, only the second home run that he has allowed in 50 innings of pitching. Here is the pitch to the right-hand batter. Fired in for a call strike. New York Mets will have uh, quite a delegation going to the All-Star Game in Cleveland. This is a let-up pitch in there. Balloon ball for a call strike. Two-strike count. The Met entourage, of course, will be headed by President George Weiss, business manager Jim Thompson. Here's a two-strike pitch. And it's in there for a call strike three. That's the second strike out for Benares. One man out. And Don Clendenin is coming up. Roger Craig, of course, will be at the All-Star Game. He is the Mets player representative, and the player representatives have uh, meetings uh, concurrent for the All-Star Contest. Pitch is low for a ball. And Duke Snyder, of course, will be on the squad.
Here's a swing and a drive deep to right. It's way back there. Going over his cook to the wall, and he makes the catch for the out. Out uh, fairly near the bullpen. Two away. That'll bring up Bob Bailey. Tonight, and he's been on base three times. Last time up, he caught Fernandez playing in deep and just dropped a little butt down at third baseline and beat it out. Fernandez playing in deep right now, as a matter of fact. That pitch is inside for a ball. One and all. The Pirates nine and the Mets three in the top of the ninth with two men out and nobody on base. Swinging a foul ball to the right side, out of play. One and one to count. Here's a pitch that misses low for ball. Bailey started to swing, swung the body, but uh, did not swing the bat. <laughs> See what all the rockets is about in the stand. Here's a pitch for us. Ground ball going up the middle for a base hit. Jim Hickman scoops it up, plays it in, and Bob Bailey is on with his third base hit of this evening. And that brings up catcher Jim Taliaroni. He'll be up in as soon as he rids himself of the chin guard. The Pittsburgh Pirates have scored their nine runs on 14 hits. Galen Sisko warming again in the Mets bullpen. Tomorrow, Jay Hook is scheduled to pitch for the Mets. And Vernon Law is scheduled to go for the Pittsburgh Pirates. There's a swing and a drive up the middle for another base hit. Bailey's on his way to third. Hickman up for the ball, plays it to second, and Pagliaroni holds with a single to center field, his first hit of the night. So the Pirates now have run at first and third. Two men out and Johnny Logan coming up. Casey Stengel is in the position he has been in a good 